Welcome to episode 133 of the Ask Chief Show, where we answer all of your burning questions on all things health, fitness, and nutrition. We're your hosts, Lauren and Jason Pack, and we're on a mission to bring inclusivity and positive vibes to the fitness space. Today, we'll be discussing pull-ups and push-ups, back pain during deadlifts, and how to approach warm-up sets before heavy lifts. We hope you're excited. Let's get into the show. What is up, Achievers? Lauren, do you want to give the update on your powerlifting meet numbers and just how the meet went overall? Sure. Well, first of all, it was just like the best vibe and event just ever. Like, it, it was I mean, awesome. I'm obviously biased because it was at Achieve, <laughs> but it was like, it was so from from literally the lifters to the volunteers to Sarah putting it all together, like it ran so smoothly. Yeah. Um, all, almost all the volunteers were members of Achieve, which was just like was super cool. so cool. And they all just acted like they had been there before, like that they <laughs> yeah. had run a powerlifting meet before. Like everyone was just on top of it. Everyone felt, I felt like everyone knew what they were doing and their yeah. role. And, and not only that, but I saw so many Achievers going up to some of the lifters who had never been to Achieve before, just kind of like welcoming them in and asking yeah. them questions like how did they get into powerlifting and what are they excited about and just kind of making it feel like the environment that we that we want achieve to feel like which yeah, is absolutely. that we're just happy you're here and yeah. uh so that was very cool and it was really cool to meet all the lifters i i got to know some of them who came from near and far like there were people from yeah, california totally. people from all over so it was super cool it was really cool the atmosphere was amazing um but yeah it was really well run um you know shout out to sarah for really running a just a really smooth experience overall yeah. uh, and it was a lot of work planning it and putting it all together and you know there's some stressors come like that weekend but uh, she handled it all really well. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the volunteers were all amazing, uh, mostly achievers, like you mentioned. And, yeah, you had mentioned, like, they were going up to the powerlifters. And, like, usually it's, like, kind of like the, the physically stronger people that kind of, like, welcome in the the newcomers. Yeah. But it was, like, it was, it was just cool to see the reverse of, like, achievers who some of them weren't quite as strong as some of the powerlifters that, that were competing. Right. But they were welcoming the lifters in, yeah. right? And, like, the competitors in, like, hey, like, welcome to our home space. Like, you know, you're doing an amazing job, like, that sort of thing. So yeah. it was super cool to see kind of, like, the tables turn a little bit. It was. So it was awesome. Yeah. It was yeah. awesome. So that that in itself made the weekend for me. That was just, like, yeah. awesome. Um, personally, for uh, my my lifting performance, yeah. it was fine. I mean, I ended up going three for three on the squat, so I opened up pretty strong. Um, yeah. We had pretty much we pretty much went with what we thought we would do for squat right yeah, so yeah. i opened at 170 um hit that but it felt like kind of heavy so i wanted to be a little more conservative on my second attempt so i think i only went to 175 right for my second attempt uh yes yep that's right yeah so i only did a five pound jump but then that one felt a little better mm -hmm. and then i went, ended up going for 185 for my third attempt and, yeah. and made that that one actually felt the best of all three so. yeah i mean throughout that so the the meet was basically in an almost all day affair, right? Yeah, so yeah. we started at seven a.m. and then went all the way till about four p.m. Like ish. Yeah. Um, and I had Kendrick with me, so <laughs> I actually missed all of your squats entirely. Yeah. <laughs> and you were texting me the videos of what the previous squat was looking like, and kind of like you know, like should I go to one seventy? Should I go one seventy five? And it was kind of like. Um, I was at the local cafe, like pushing Kendrick <laughs> in the stroller, trying to get him to sleep. And I was watching the videos and we're like, oh, this looks really good. Let's bump it up to here. Um, but it was just pretty funny. Yeah, to, virtual coaching. Yeah, virtual coaching and consultation. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, your squats went really well. They I mean, really 185 well. is just 10 pounds off of your meat PR. So I think yeah. that's pretty... 
pretty damn awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt good about that. Um, you had given me, after 175, you gave me the cue to push my back into the bar yep. a little more. Because what, what I tend to default to with squats is I let the bar sort of like crush me forward. Yeah, like I, yeah. my chest w- wants to go forward as I'm coming up. And so just that little thing, bit of advice at the bottom, yeah. I really thought about pressing back into the bar and it really helped me come out of the hole better. So yeah, um, yeah that was a really perfect, perfectly placed piece of advice good, right good. there. So that was great. Um, and then we moved on to bench press, which I was actually there for and actually yeah. was able to do a handoff as well. Yeah. I think handoffs are pretty important to have like some familiarity with the person because yeah. if someone like rips the bar forward and like you're just not used to it or if they're not doing enough and you're not used to that like it can get a little bit tricky in terms of like making sure that you're perfectly set for your you know the way you've practiced basically so luckily i was able to be there for that part of it yeah i was very happy you were there for that because it it really is like i'm definitely i'm definitely particular about it i know a lot of lifters are particular about how they like receive the barbell um and especially with bench because you want to set your shoulders in sort of this like down and back position you have this big arch and so a lot of times if you have to lift the bar off of the pegs it kind of takes you out of position right and then you have to re-get into position while you're holding the heavy barbell and trying not to like tax yourself (laughs) so much while you're doing your setup so it's really really helpful that you were there for that now bench press um has been kind of like hit or miss a little bit um it's been tough for you to crack sort of like the 120 barrier yeah you've uh you hit 135 in your previous meet right um but 120 has been kind of like this little bit of mental barrier um and it's been difficult um at times to even like just get the bar off your chest yeah yeah um but come meet day actually you were looking really good yeah you're looking really strong, really strong smooth um we started off at 110 yep. i think 110 and then we went to 115 for the second one yeah and that looked like really easy it so felt now so easy we were kind of like in a little bit of like okay do we go for 120 and just play it safe and like you can definitely hit that or do we try to take a little bit of a risk and maybe go to 125 yeah and kind of just consulting with you, you were very confident yep. about just the way you were feeling. And it's like, what's the worst that could happen? You miss the lift and you're at 115. Like, that's yeah. totally fine. It doesn't yeah. really matter. So. And it wasn't going to be it wasn't going to be breaking or matching a PR anyway. Yeah. So it's kind of like, might as well go might as well for just a little try bit for it, yeah. especially if you're feeling good. Yeah. So we went for 125. Um, it looked very easy. And I was like, oh, yeah. she got it. Um, but the side judges said that your butt lifted up just a little bit off the bench. Yeah. And, and so we had to. Uh, it, it did yeah. in video, video uh, analysis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but still, I mean, I, I was I was pretty impressed with that uh, bench bench up. If your hips didn't lift up just a smidge again, you'd be 10 pounds off your original PR there. Yeah, so, true. Yeah. yeah. So that felt pretty good. And I, yeah. I actually definitely thought I hit it. I got up kind of like sweet and then i looked at the lights and i was like oh <laughs> so sad um so i always joke that i just need to do more glute hypertrophy work because <laughs> i just have to keep your hips on the bench yeah, yeah just to keep myself grounded a little more um yeah and then deadlift is the lift that's been feeling the worst for me um just in general in the last several weeks of training i think yeah. i touched on it last week um just feeling like the gravity has been turned up and like yeah. weights that i should be able to easily lift off the ground are just like duck like yeah. i just can't even get him an inch off the floor and so it's been um a struggle uh it's a little tricky uh because i mean this is this was your favorite lift yeah like yeah. by far your most well-performing lift yeah. so you hit 275 in your previous meet yeah. and you got to 225 in this one yeah. so compared to the others it's been um you know quote unquote the worst the of all drastic. the three yeah. yeah um so i think that's kind of bummed you out a little bit yeah um but, uh, you know, I think it makes sense because it's also the most, like, 
neurally taxing on your body, right? Yeah. And so if your body isn't like in the most prime state, the, the deadlift is going to be the one that's going to suffer the yeah. most. Um, so I think that's part of the reason why. But, um, you know, obviously having it be the most drastic change is definitely not like the, the fun, the funnest yeah, thing. Yeah, just to, because to it used to be like, oh, it's definitely my favorite lift. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, again, I hit 215, hit 225. Yeah. Went for 235, literally didn't even budge on yeah. the floor, which I was surprised about because at least I had in training a couple weeks ago, that was what I had also failed on. But at least yeah. I held it like an inch off the ground for a few seconds while I sort of tried to grind and it just didn't go anywhere. But yeah. this didn't even lift off the ground. It was yeah. just stuck. But also at this point, I had maxed out my squat. I had maxed out my bench. The deadlift is the last event. So yeah. your body's just tired. And so to expect the like all-time highest performance out of yourself at the end of the day is always a little challenging. Yeah, so. it was an all-day affair. And you know, you're know, you also running around with Kendrick uh, you know, <laughs> between sets and between uh, exercises as well. So yeah, yeah. It, was, it was just a different experience than a very different previous, experience. Yeah. Uh, previous meets <laughs> i think my favorite thing about the day was that um there was like a we did weigh-ins even though um like it didn't really matter because there weren't going to be awards or anything like that it was just more yeah. of just a general meet um but we did weigh-ins anyway and i knew what the weight classes were from the original email that they sent out and i was pretty sure that i was going to be in a in one weight weight class <laughs> but then <laughs> the night before we went out for a friend's birthday and we went to this like seafood restaurant it was so salty like the food was so salty and i ate so much food and i also said i was going to have one drink and i had like four <laughs> but i was like whatever i'm getting i'm just getting loose before the uh before the meet it's yeah. fine and i showed up for the weigh-in and i was three pounds over what i thought i was gonna be and i was ended up being bumped into the, the, the next, next weight, weight class, class which i was like you know what that's awesome and hilarious because and i actually think that the best part to me the best part about that was like very easily being able to laugh that off as opposed to in the past that would have been something that was actually very very hard for me to deal with like yeah. oh my god like i'm i'm so stupid why did i do that i'm so lazy i'm so fat i'm overweight blah blah, blah whatever all these yeah. things i would have said in my head and this one i literally i just started laughing when i waited yeah. i was like well that's really funny um so that was actually kind of a nice reminder of maybe my lifts haven't gotten any stronger but my mindset has definitely improved <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's either you would have gotten into that state or that night with our friends at a birthday party you would have not had much fun at all yeah, you would have just yeah, been like oh been i can't eat that i can't eat this and, i can't yeah. eat that we were like do, doing like the chef's menu and you would have been, had like half the experience you would have had if yeah. you weren't able to enjoy the experience so right. um yeah just just come a long way in, in a lot of a lot of regards to the mindset yeah. so. so i pr'd my mindset yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> all right cool so uh let's get into some topics today so i think actually i got the first one okay all right yeah so the first one is um talking about uh body weight lifts so i've seen with like barbells uh kettlebells to a certain extent dumbbells like you can clearly see linear progress when you're working on uh, power lifts or when you're working on really any sort of strength training exercise you can see your progress grow and grow body weight exercises it's a lot more difficult to, mm -hmm. to measure your progress on pull-ups and push-ups and stuff like that and gymnastic skills stuff like that do you have any tips for working on uh the body weight skills when you can't see that linear progress or quantifiable progress yeah i mean that's it's it's so much harder um because and and also in just attaining the exercise to begin with so yeah. with anything else like with a chest press like you can start with two and a half pound dumbbells if you want to you can still do a chest press yeah. right or with a row you can you or yeah with a row you could start with a five pound dumbbell and each 
week, maybe you add two and a half pounds and you keep adding it. But you can always yeah. start by being able to do the exercise. Right. Right. Yeah, Whereas with body weight exercises, sometimes you just can't do it yet. And yeah. you're like, how am I supposed to just go from not being able to do it to doing it. I think that's somewhere sometimes what the biggest challenge is for people, especially with push-ups and pull-ups. I think those are the two where people are like, I can't do push-ups, so I'll just do push-ups on my knees until hopefully someday I can do push-ups. Yeah. But it's not like there. a lot of people have a difficult time understanding how to progress to actually attaining that exercise. And then once they do attain it, then how to progress that even further. Right. Um, and so with push-ups, the, the thing that I think, the mistake that I think people make the most is that they try to shorten the lever like by putting their knees down and making it easier that way. But then they go from doing that to just going right to a full push-up, which is just too big of a jump, right, typically. Yeah. And so it gets frustrating. You're like, I can do 20 push-ups on my knees, but I can't do one on my feet. Like, why? Where is the disconnect? Right. Um, and it's because you haven't practiced being in this full-length, long lever and actually going all, bringing your chest all the way down, like going through the full range of motion with your upper body. Um, and so what we do instead of kneeling push-ups is we like to elevate people's hands instead so we sort of are actually just working on removing gravity in a way right and yeah. so or removing the force of gravity yeah. so we're elevating somebody's hands so that they're still like doing the full exercise their body is still long they're still having to control their themselves all the way down and all the way up but they're only going to or, but their hands are elevated on something yeah. either a bench or a barbell or something like that yeah yeah um and so what what you can do with that is you can gradually progressively lower the the height basically that you're mm -hmm. up on so if yeah. your hands are starting at like we like to use the barbell because it's easy the barbell rack because it's easy to have like a clear progression so mm -hmm. we'll start at like uh the 12 on the barbell rack right mm -hmm. and then maybe after a few weeks of doing that we're going to move them down to the 13 and then the 14 and the 15 so it just moves like an inch at a time but over time you're gradually getting stronger and stronger and closer and closer to the floor yeah so that's one way we've actually been able to quantify it a little bit right. in terms of the overall like are you moving in the right direction and you know if you're being able to week in and week out kind of like lower that notch down on the squat rack over and over again that means that you're clearly heading in the right direction and it just gives you a lot of just sort of motivation that you're you're heading in the you right are direction doing something yeah you're you're progressing whereas like when you're just going from doing it on your knees to trying it again on your feet yeah it, you just don't feel like you're progressing I think, I think that's the biggest thing right it, like going to do a skill that kind of correlates to the skill that you're trying to accomplish but you're not quite sure whether or not you're like meeting the right criteria and then you just like every so often just test the just thing you're trying it. to do like yeah. you're, you just randomly test your push-up randomly test your pull-up and you know when it's not part of like the the actual like s the scheme like it can throw off your training uh, quite a bit because yeah. going for a max going going to attempt your first pull-up can really take a lot out of your system and then affect your training the next day and it kind of takes you a step back right and not only physically but also mentally as well it's like oh i still can't do a pull-up yeah. i still can't do a push-up yeah so it is definitely a, a tricky game yeah. now what about for pull-ups um well i want to make one more point on yeah. this well i guess it's going to relate to both but mm -hmm. just the one more thing that i think is important is that we want to get to the point where you, you want to elevate your hands to the point with a push-up where it almost feels too easy um and i think that's something that is hard yeah. for people to, to think about with bodyweight exercises like they don't want to do something that feels like like a lot of people will say even achievers will say 
this feels too easy. Like, I don't think right. this is challenging me enough. But what we're seeing as the coach is maybe they're still struggling to keep their core engaged or to keep their back straight. And so we want them to stay at this level until they can sort of hit these key things, components of the exercise that are going to make it a stronger exercise once yeah. they actually get to the floor. So we always kind of err on the side of this should feel just a little bit too easy right and each week we're going to progress it but it's still each week going to feel like i could probably do a couple more reps or i could probably go one notch lower but i'm going to do this set and really focus on my form and really make sure that i'm doing it well mm -hmm. so that when next week when we make it more challenging i can again continue to do it well yeah as yeah. opposed to just trying to go skip a few steps because you're like i probably could muscle it out i probably could do this yeah. but you're sacrificing your form and that's going to just hold you back in the long run definitely right. and i think like also over the course of the three or four sets that you do like it becomes more challenging you can't base it off of the first set of like oh this is too easy right and yeah. then come set three or four you're like actually that that was actually kind of appropriate yeah um and then actually going along with that when you do start off slightly easier you're able to slow the movement down a little bit mm -hmm. right i think a lot of people will try to mask you know certain compensations or maybe strength deficiencies by trying to like use momentum and like yeah. jerk themselves up to the bar for a pull up or like kind of like really quickly push themselves back up from the bottom of the push up and you're just relying on momentum and inertia to like get you into these positions but when you make it a little bit more easy you're able to slow it down a little bit let your strength actually take over yeah. and really let your body just the time to figure out like where you are in space and like figure all those like little details out yeah yeah, yeah. exactly so i think those all of those factors are are important in terms of yeah. at least getting your first push up. Yeah. Um, now, when it comes to pull ups, we are huge fans of using bands um, yeah. for to progress pull ups. Um, most gyms have like a an assisted pull up machine. They're just not great because the, what happens with the assisted machines is that they give you the same amount of assistance all the way up. So yeah. you'll notice that like maybe from the bottom, um, like it feels like a little bit challenging, but then it just like gets too easy as you go yeah. up, right? Well, actually, I guess that's the same thing that happens with bands. Yeah. What's but it, what am I trying to say? Basically, it's just like <laughs> the, the path becomes altered. Like yeah. when you're kneeling down on the machine, like it's, it's a very artificial path that you're going through. It's yeah. very straight up and down. Yeah, yeah, whereas yeah. the bands allow you that sort of like slight arcing motion that, yeah. um, it, that is natural for a general pull-up motion. That's true. Um, um, with pull up, with bands, what happens is at the bottom, you're getting the most assistance because the band is the most stretched out. And that's yeah. kind of like the hardest part of the exercise. And then the assistance kind of decreases as you go up. That's, yeah. So that's, that is the difference that I was trying to think Okay. Of. It's like is accommodating that, res resistance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas the, the pull-up machine, you'll notice like at the top, you just kind of like fly up because it continues to be just as much assistance as it yeah, was at the fixed. bottom. Yeah. Um, whereas with the band, it kind of, accommodates to you and what you actually need which is usually more at the bottom and then you can kind of like finish it out with your own strength yeah, at the top. yeah. Um, and so helping you to initiate the pull-up is the biggest part of why why we like the bands as yeah, well definitely. Um, but then also that more that freedom of of movement so what we like to do is to wrap a band around the pull-up bar around the base of the pull-up bar mm -hmm. and step your foot through the band a lot of people put their knees in um, because that's how the pull-up machines are set up with a knee in the band yeah but we like to put your feet in because first of all it lengthens the band so it gives you a little more assistance yeah. but also it keeps you in more of a natural like pull-up position and able to 
engage your core more when your knees are bent and feet behind you it tends to open you up and sort of like let make you flare your rib cage Mm -hmm. and you're it just is not an option optimal position to be in (laughs) to really use your abs which are a really big part of pull-ups yeah totally um so by having your legs out straight it can help you to be in more of this kind of hollow position so as you pull your abs are engaged and helping you to just be tighter throughout the pull-up yeah yeah um something that i like i don't i don't I wish I could credit whoever I remember hearing this from, but I don't remember. But somebody was saying, like, think about when you're carrying it. It also helps now having a baby. But, like, if you're carrying a kid or or a friend or whatever, and if they're dead weight versus when they're helping you and kind of, like, tensing themselves up to make themselves feel lighter, um, it's a complete – they weigh the same thing, right? Yeah. Dead weight versus being more active, but it feels completely different. It fe- totally. They feel lighter when they're kind of tightened up and helping you out. Yeah. And the same thing with a pull-up. If you're just kind of like relaxing the rest of your body and just trying to pull up with your arms, it's it's going to be a lot harder than right. if you're more tense and you're kind of creating tension everywhere throughout your core, everything like that, and pulling up. Yeah. You're going to feel lighter. Yeah. Um, and so I think that foot in the band making sure that you're kind of like getting everything tight is, is the way to go Yeah. for progressions. Um, so yeah, definitely investing in a set of bands. Like yeah. we, we like a uh, perform better super bands, uh, yeah. you can, but you can literally buy whatever bands you want on Amazon or whatever. Um, and then I think, uh, the next step is to use a kind of like micro progressions, right? Mm-hmm. People have, maybe they'll buy one band or they'll buy two bands, but like we've got an entire gamut of bands like that have like yeah. very small progressions between the bands so that you can, again, clearly see, your progress and make sure that you're not making too big of a jump between band to band. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So I think uh, that's a big one. I think, um, you know, a lot of people when talking about, about pull-ups, they oftentimes talk about eccentrics and iso holds and like just various different like varieties of pull-ups. Um, but we think that like, that's great for when you're, when you, after you've gotten some unassisted pull-ups and you want to kind of take it to the next level we think Mm. those options are great um, and it's a great way to incorporate variety but if you're working up towards your very first pull-up we think that you should focus a hundred percent of your attention on just band assisted pull-ups and really making sure that you dial those in before switching up the variety of it yeah right yeah definitely and i think that a lot of times people do they like like the hangs like a flexed arm hang but a lot of times people haven't really built like the tissue tolerance for holding themselves up like that and so they end up a lot of people end up feeling that in their elbows and they just like don't feel great there because they haven't actually built up the strength to bring themselves into that position on their own and so they're kind of like forcing themselves into that position definitely yeah um so yeah I, i like that for trying to increase strength later on once you can do a few pull-ups but in the training part to get your first one like you said just use use the bands um and kind of the same way that i was describing the push-ups try to start with a band that feels a little bit too easy and maybe do if you feel like with this band i could easily do 10 reps do sets of six to eight right and then do that and then week to week maybe you increase your reps by one so week one you do three sets of six week two you do three sets of seven week three three sets of eight until you get up to three sets of ten and then maybe you either go to a lighter band and start that process over or you increase the reps with the same band you kind of have some wiggle room there with how you want to progress totally um but basically each week try to either add reps or take away some assistance so that you're getting closer and closer to doing bodyweight pull-up yeah 
Perfect. I think that covers it. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> um, so the next topic that I have for you is some people have been asking about um, back pain during deadlifts and sort of just what might be some different reasons that they're experiencing back pain during deadlifts. Yeah. So there's a there's a number of reasons. You know, the first thing that I want to talk, talk about is there's a difference between some back soreness and back pain. And if it's kind of like a deep, like kind of like almost like an ache a little bit after a deadlift day, you know, it might just be that your back is a little bit sore and that's totally fine. It's nothing to be alarmed about. Mm -hmm. If it's like sharp, like you reach down, it's like, ooh, like you get that sort of zing, you know, that's where pain is more of like uh, the, the bigger factor, I guess. Um, when people have back pain while they're deadlifting, you know, I would say one of the big things that we see is when they're lowering themselves down to get into position and grabbing onto the bar rather than sitting their hips back and hinging at the hips, we see a lot of lower back motion. Mm -hmm. And so that's the first thing that we double check is just to make sure that we have them, we have them bend their knees slightly and we have them shift their weight back while they keep their back flat. And whatever point they get to, we'll try to meet them where they're at. And so if that's the floor, that's great. But if we have to put up some mats underneath the barbell or underneath the kettlebell or whatever it might be to kind of meet them where they're at, we think that's totally fine too. It doesn't have to be that you have to hit the floor, especially during like your first few workouts. Mm -hmm. um, secondly, I would say, um, you know, another thing might be, let's say, uh, oh, the bar might be a little bit too far away from them as they're pulling up. So a lot of people, when they first start deadlifting, the bar is a couple inches away from their shins for whatever reason. Maybe they feel a little bit off balance with the bar, but you really want to get that bar directly over the middle of your foot, and you want that bar to be really close to you throughout the portion of the lift. You don't want it necessarily dragging along your shins or your thighs, but like just close <laughs> enough that it's it stays really close to your center of mass and you're able to lift the bar appropriately. Every millimeter that's in front of you is going to be a lot more force added to your spine because of the worst leverage position that you're in. Right. You'll see elite powerlifters all wear high socks because every once in a while you do scrape your shins. Yeah. But you'd rather scrape your shins than hurt your back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a sacrifice you make. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, you do want to keep that bar really nice and close. Yeah. yeah. And then the third thing uh, I like to look at is just overall like breath. You know, if you're a little bit too relaxed with your breath, um, especially when you're lifting heavier and heavier loads, like that could be a definitely um, uh, a place where you can create a little bit more tension by tightening and holding your breath a little bit while you lift the bar up. And then you can kind of release your air at the top. And that can be a little bit of a way to create a little bit more tension throughout your abs, which can help to buffer against lower back pain. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I would say those are probably my big three yeah. for um, kind of like what to do when you're experiencing low back pain with a deadlift. Like what to consider. Yeah. yeah. Great. Okay. And so the last question that we have is when you're doing heavier barbell work, how do you determine what warm-up sets you're going to use? Okay. Yeah. And uh, I actually helped an achiever out with a max out day last night. So oh, this perfect. is a, it's, I, I, it's, it's fresh in my brain. <laughs> um, and it had actually been a while since I had uh, taken someone through it. And so it was funny. It all just kind of like naturally came back to me. And what's also kind of funny is that I, I think that for a lot of warm-up sets for bench deadlift and squat we just kind of go with easy bar math yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so ba basically what i tend to do is say let's say you're going for like a heavy triple yeah. um because not you're not always maxing out right but let's say you're you're going for a heavy triple in the squat and for you a heavy triple is going to be like if i were training you jason maybe oh, 315 
Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, so let's say you're going to be working up to 315 for a set of three. So what I would probably have you do is put 135 on the bar because that's 45 pound plates and yeah. do a set of five. And that's going to be really light, just getting you're getting the blood flowing, getting you going, right? Mm-hmm. Then I would add 25s on and have you do 185. Yeah. And have you do another set of five probably there. Mm-hmm. Then I'd probably go to 225. So we'll take the 25s off and put 45s on. Yeah. And we'll do a set of three. Now we'll start to like get a little bit closer to the rep range that you're going to be doing. Yeah. But still we need to be warming up and making sure that you're not just jumping right to that heavy, heavy weight. Definitely, yeah. Um, we'll probably do one more set at 285. So we'll throw those 25s back on, do a set at 285, and then you'll be ready to go for your heavy set at 315. Yeah. Does that sound like about what you would do? That's definitely exactly what I would do. Cool. Um, yeah. Some people will go for exact percentages, but <laughs> we don't want to like, oh, 157.5 and like load the 1.25s on. We definitely yeah. like to go with a little bit of an easier bar match. I think that if you are doing something, if you're a little bit newer to lifting and you're going a little bit lighter, so say you're working up to a bench press of 85 pounds, maybe then we would go more for percentages because there's not really a lot of easy bar math leading up to 85 pounds. But when you're into those heavier weights, it just makes sense to do, like the difference for your body between like, 235 and 225 isn't going to be that big of a deal so you might as well do the easy bar bar math right um but yeah it's really important not to just go like just because you're capable of lifting 315 for three and you're confident that you can do it it's it's not a good idea to just jump right into that weight right like you just want to prime your body to be experiencing heavier and heavier weights as you're kind of like getting ready for that ultimately heavy definitely yeah it primes your body and also it gives you some opportunity to just practice the movement at hand as well like so those are important reps to you're not just mailing it in be like oh this is my warm let me just get this done really quickly Mm -hmm. but it's actually okay let me take the exact same setup approach that i do for my heavier lifts let me think about the same cues the same like intentions um and over time like those reps really start to add up and then when you're going for your max attempt all those reps have just been like ingrained into your system and you're able to execute without even thinking about it because you've been really rehearsing it properly yeah Yeah. exactly so yeah yeah, i mean that was just one example but i think you can kind of from that hopefully you can kind of get what we mean by this warm-up progression so with bench press if you're going to be progressing up to 135 probably have you do a set with the bar have you do a set with maybe uh, 75, a set with 95, and a set with 115. Yeah. And then you'll go for 135. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, it, it really is just about and, – and like you were saying, I think that the, the volume there is very helpful. Like yeah. it's not just warm-up sets. You're actually working on this exercise and building up more volume in this exercise definitely. with sub-maximal weights and so where you can really focus on form. So yeah. definitely good to make sure that you're getting in those, those sets and, and doing them mindfully. Yeah. So. Perfect. Cool. All right, sweet. Um, so I just want to finish with a little story that'll All make right, your cool. heart sing. Yeah. So okay, I found this one. I saw this one on Instagram. Um and I was just like, Oh my god, there's so many reasons I love this. <laughs> First of all, it's about like it's about a baby, so that is like obviously close to heart it's about an anatomy and physiology teacher so like that's close to heart so there's a lot of components of this story (laughs) that are just already kind of like touching me um but so what happened basically is there was a college student in atlanta in a college in atlanta um and she came to class with her baby because she couldn't find a sitter um and she seemed sort of like stressed out but she she had no other option and she wanted to still make it to class which first and foremost i just want to be like props to you for still going to class because most people would have just skipped class so the fact that she showed up brought her baby and was like i'll make this work was amazing um and her professor 
uh, her name's Ramada Sisse. I hope I'm saying that right. C-I-S-S-E. She basically was like, give me the baby. She strapped the baby to her back and taught a three-hour anatomy and physiology oh lecture with the baby strapped to her back. <laughs> um, and she said, like, the quote that she gave afterwards, now that this photo kind of went viral. And actually, yeah. her daughter is the one who posted the photo of her with the baby on her back being like, my mom is, like, just the coolest person yeah. in the world, basically. Um, and the professor said, it made me very happy, very thrilled to be able to use my back, which was available in order to give her the ability to study. Um, I just thought that was so cool. She's like, I had the opportunity to help, so I did. Like, yeah. it, it makes it, she makes it seem so simple. Right. Like, this wasn't a big deal. My back was free. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, why don't I just strap a baby to it? Um, so I thought that was very, very cool. That's awesome. Really sweet. Sweet. Cool. All right. Well, those are all of our answers to your burning questions for today. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for continuing to send us topics that you are interested in. And if you have any other topics that you'd like us to cover, send us a uh, message on Instagram at Achieve Fitness Boston. If you like the podcast and you wouldn't mind leaving us a review on iTunes, we'd be very grateful for that. And until next time, high fives and positive vibes. <laughs> <laughs>